Hello, and welcome to the Digital Workspace Works podcast. I'm Ryan Purvis, your host, supported by our producer, Heather Bicknell. In this series, you'll hear stories and opinions from experts in the field, stories from the front lines, the problems they face and how they solve them, the areas they're focused on from technology, people and processes, to the approaches they took that will help you to get to the scripts for the Digital Workspace inner workings. How's the new location? Um, it's getting there. It's still a work in progress. I am um, still waiting for my fiber to be installed. So I'm suffering through a 4G connection that decides every so often to turn itself off uh, or lose connection. So if I lose you, that's why. <laughs> gotcha, but, uh, yeah. But other than that, yeah, we're good, we're good. I mean, it's good to be in our own place again. Um, you know, we've, we've kitted it out very basically because we we're not sure how long going to be here for. But, uh, yeah, the kids have got their space, which is helpful, and uh, we feel a bit normal at this stage, which is good. And that's all all we can kind of ask for right now, a little bit yeah. of normalcy. And how are things with you? Good. It's actually um, unseasonally warm here right now. I was thinking I should look up the Celsius conversion. I think it tells you in the weather app. Maybe it doesn't. Um, but it's supposed to be a high of 81 today, which I do a quick. That's, that's about 20 something. It's very warm. Yeah, I wish the world would get onto one one scale for things. You know. <laughs> well, it's usually our fault. <laughs> yeah, yeah, usually, usually. I mean, I always, I always laugh when I go to Canada because I always think of Canada being like the British America because it's a metric system with Americans. Well, mm-hmm. American sounding. Um, they use some of our. They're they kind of are in between though. I think they use some of our. Uh, yeah, the measurements, but. Yeah, they so they they still left hand drive. No, yeah, they left hand drive. They use the metric system. And of course, they they speak English and French. And then the UK is right-hand drive with the imperial system for, for driving and English and, and French is your second language. So it's pretty similar. Mm-hmm. Uh, now the story behind the UK, I, I believe, was when Thatcher was prime minister, she stopped the program to switch completely to, to metric. Uh, I can't remember why, but that, that's the, that's the rumor. Mm. Yeah, I'm often jealous. I mean, even just going through school and like, you know, the metric system, you know, it's order of tens, things make sense. So and learning both. And yeah, it's very confusing for me. No, completely, completely. Yeah, I just listened to that podcast episode you sent me to ever listen to. Um, The deep depression one. Yeah, depression mode. Yeah, it's a new a new podcast. Um, I'd seen that episode recommended, uh, so I listened to it. It's on burnout, and I thought it was pretty interesting and made some some good points. Yeah, the the, the, the burnout being ninety percent, I thought was quite quite a thing. Um, because you know, if you look at well, there were two things that I, that I took out. One was one was the high rate of burnout. 
Um, but also the sort of response from a business is typically to give you an app and say, well, you know, sort it out yourself, go do a, go use the, the car map or something like that and not actually change the parameters of what's causing the burnout because burnout is, you know, obviously got many factors to it. Um, but that's, that's what I've, uh, those are the two things that I've picked up on personally. Yeah, I thought the, um, the researchers mentioned that, yeah, the 90% rate burnout is exceptionally high, especially considering that they surveyed pretty widely and globally. So, um, that's, that's kind of alarming, um, but maybe not surprising from people's lived experiences. I think it's not just, it's just every aspect of, of life, maybe not just work that's just, you know, become harder because of the pandemic. Um, but on the, uh, on the sort of approach that businesses have to take to reduce and avoid employees burning out, I thought, um, just like you mentioned, you know, their points around how you really have to make sure your basic, uh, hygiene is in place when it comes to HR policies and fair pay and sort of the structural, aspects um before you tack on the things like the free yoga classes or the ice cream machines or and i think this was a problem before you know a lot of these like a lot of the um a lot of offices have introduced sort of more fun perks i think in the last you know decade or two that's really become a thing to have office snacks and um, different classes and meditations and whatnot. But if you don't have, if people fundamentally have conflict with how you're running your business or how you're treating them, those things are pretty poor band-aid, I think. Yeah, the, the phrase lipstick on a pig is what I think about when, when I see those sort of try this app or, you know, when you haven't solved those core problems, as you say, um, you just, you just, you know, coloring over them and hoping that, that you might retain the people that are, are unhappy. But I thought actually now that you mentioned it was the third thing, which was the the cost of, of keeping staff and retaining them versus having to having them leave after a year and having to um, rehire and retrain and all that kind of stuff. Um, and I think one of the other challenges because we're all remote now is if someone joins new the experience, I mean, I've worked in companies where, where you've joined and you haven't, you haven't actually met the people you're working with until you do a trip out to wherever they are. Or, you know, like I, when I went for, for Upland, it was in Montreal. <clears throat> the first time I met people was two months after I'd been working for the company. Um, and then the next time I met them was three, four months later. You know, it was, you, you can't build a culture very easily that way. Um, you can't, I mean, personally, I always felt you, you're trying to, um, overcompensate because you're so remote um, that you work longer hours, you, you tend to say yes to everything to get involved. Meanwhile, you don't know what your workload is going to be like and you end up there burning out, ironically. Um, Definitely. I thought what they were saying around, you know, we've, and I'm guilty of this too, but treating the shift to remote work uh, because of the pandemic as, as if it was 
sort of normal remote work or as if the two things were different as if, you know, remote work under normal circumstances and remote work because you're, you have to do it. Um, and you can't leave your house and, you know, all the other things that are like messing us up psychologically right now, just having to like live through a crisis, um, that those things are very much not the same and that having, you know, other family members at home and kids at home and, um, all of the other things that are going on are not standard things that you have to deal with when you're remote working, um, you know, pre COVID and hopefully post COVID. So, uh, yeah. Well, you're so right. And I'll be honest, I've actually almost forgotten some of that stuff because we've been you know, here for so long where it's been fairly normal. Um, yes, I still had to deal with, you know, having to hold the baby while I'm on a call or, um, my son's home today because he's sick, so I can hear him riding his motorbike in the garden. Um, you know, those things. But, but I think the biggest problem still is, regardless of whether you're working from home in the pandemic or, or not, is having boundaries between when you're actually working and not working. Um, and it's something that's coming up more and more in our conversations and where I work now where you've got people in different time zones, how do you overlay them? And also, do you, do you, do you want to enforce a, a factory mindset of saying work nine till six in your time zone and get you know, outside of those times then you've got stuff to do? Or do you go to the more results-oriented way of working, which says, look, this is, what we are, this is the objectives for the quarter. These are the things that need to happen, you know, go and do it and, you know, raise your hand if you're in any trouble we need help, et cetera. But we're not going to manage you, you know, micromanage you for your time. You know, it's up to you. If you want to go and take the kids out for a, for your one hour of exercise and, and that, or, you know, we had some guys taking their laptops to, with families to hospitals and stuff like that to go to work there. It's not really conducive. You should either be doing the work, you know, or you should be going to see the family in the hospital, not trying to, to do both. Um, I think those are tricky things to, to address. I don't think there's a, there's a simple answer at all. Yeah, it's just a big cultural mindset shift that a lot of companies have to make and, um, you know, address a lot of the situations, I think, with nuance and um, individually and but also set like a, a corporate culture. But I think you're so right. You can't, you know, no one's going to be doing effective work if they're um, in a, you know, trying to take care of their life and work at the same time. Sometimes it's just, you know, you need to put the work aside, but um, not all companies kind of have offer that flexibility or make that feel welcome. And or sometimes, you know, it might be okay, but it's just not communicated. Yeah, I think there's a level of, of trusting the person, but then the person also being accountable. So, and, and, and I'm, you know, I've seen this in various things. So, so the one piece is you, you agree what the results are going to be that, that you're looking for and the person goes off and does it and, and they, they rope in the people that need to help them and, and you know, it should all work out. The other one is, is that they take it on, but then they are, they, they, don't, they don't keep it balanced. They end up doing too much family stuff. Um, or too much personal stuff and they don't balance it up by catching up the work that they or doing the work they're supposed to be doing. So you know, in a working week of 40 hours, they're spending every day doing 
house stuff and look I'm guilty of just moved into a house but thankfully we moved into a house over a long weekend so you know my long weekend was spent doing stuff and then running around and, and the rest of it um but if I you know I've got a document to get up before I go on, on holiday tomorrow for a couple of days you know if I means I work till midnight tonight it means I work till midnight tonight it doesn't change my um, I don't get paid more or less for whatever. I'm just managing my time because I'm going to be out of the office for, for four days um, plus a weekend. So these are these are the things that, that you've got to, as a as a professional, I think, manage. And because the technology exists, that you can do it anywhere, and you are, you know, now hopefully get up with all the tools and the and the things to do your job. Um, you know, you've you've saved the commute every day. You don't have to commute, so you should have the time to to do the normal. I don't know, six, eight-hour day, depending on and how you look at those things. Does the does the UK have a minimum um, weeks of vacation kind of policy, like Denmark and other countries? Um, it, it, they've got a very, it's a very complicated system. Uh, well, I find it complicated. There's various types of employments and different various types of contracts. So they have these. Um, what they call a zero-rated contract, which basically means you get paid. Actually, I don't know how it works. I'd be lying if I tried to explain it. Um, but I, I guess it's along the lines of there's no commitment to paying you every day to work. It's about you get you get paid based on you being pulled into work. So, if you think about like an MP um, or a member of parliament, at least, or you think about a grocery stacker at at, at a supermarket, both of those are on demand. So an MP can be pulled in, look, an MP is pulled in every day. Um, a packer might be pulled in a couple of days a week, not every day necessarily. And when they come in, they get paid an amount, whatever that amount is. You then have normal full-time employment, which which I think the minimum, well, you can have part-time employment, obviously that's going to be dependent on the need. Um, but I think the minimum is well, sort of average is 35 hours a week um, for an average role, uh, up to a maximum of 47 hours, a week, 48 hours a week over a 17 week period. So that's basically compensated for overtime. Um, and those sort of jobs typically don't get paid overtime. Um, and why I say it's complicated is, you know, you got to look at these. You've got the UK, it's split up into four countries. So you've got Wales, England, um, Scotland, and, and Northern Ireland. They all have their own nuances around that stuff as well. So you just have to be aware of where you're working and, and any sort of changes in those rules. Um, South Africa works on a, on a slightly different structure. Um, you obviously get your day rates and, and all that as well. Um, but typically you're looking at um, 40 hours being the expected working working week um, and that's pretty much pretty much it and there's, there's a certain amount of time allocated to to sick leave um, there's quite a lot of holidays here so uh, you know your, your actual um, leave allocation is quite small I think it's 15 days or something like that whereas the UK is 25 days um, so there's all those different things, but most of that means nothing nowadays because um, everyone's been working from home for the last year. Um, so guys are literally going on holiday um, because they've got to use up their leave. Um, and some of them are saying, well, I'm going to go on holiday, but I'm just going to do a week of holiday and a week, stay, extra, stay an extra week and just work an extra week there. 
um, exactly, do, you know, what's the difference? I'm still working from home. Um, and schooling's been interesting because instead of all the schools going back here full-time, some of the schools are only going back part-time, so one or two days a week, and the rest of the week they're working online. Uh, which I think is a really good way to approach it. I think that, that takes a lot of load off, off the teachers, uh, which means they can focus more on the pupils. Um, it teaches the pupils how to, to self-manage, which is one of the key things that you need to learn in school. Um, and I think the technology will get better and the solution will get better because of that, that approach. Um, in fact, I spoke to one guy when we were in Sun City and he said, my kids are digital kids. They, they go to they stay home and they, they do their school in the mornings and they go play sports in the afternoon and that's how they make their friends. And we travel. So that's the really second. And look, travel is the best education you give anybody. You learn lots about yourself and, and, and what you don't know when you see other people and their cultures. Definitely. Yeah, I bring up the sort of vacation time question because I've seen there seems to be a trend of companies um, trying to throw vacation at the problem of burnout. So I think it's linked. I think it was LinkedIn who announced this week that they would be giving all of their staff, except for like a group of like essential employees just to keep things running um, the same week off. Like the whole company would be taking the same week off, which is a very interesting novel kind of concept because, you know, usually you stagger those things to, keep the business going and not have disruptions. Um, uh, but they, you know, explicitly said, you know, we're trying to give people a break so they're not burning out. Um, and a lot of people I saw, you know, just comments on, on the post talking about, you know, this is nice, but this isn't really, you know, one week of vacation doesn't solve the problem of burnout. Yeah. I mean, I would, I didn't see that, but the problem with, with, with burnout and, and that sort of stuff is usually the, it's more than one thing and you can't give everyone the same solution. Um, so, so I can understand why the LinkedIn thing didn't work or people were upset about it. Uh, it's the same as many years ago we looked at, at giving people incentives by paying them more money. Um, we found that didn't work because it works for initially but then you actually don't get any results after. There was a study that actually that came up with that as well. You've got to really understand the behaviours um, that drive the people. And some people it's giving, having time to have a hobby but not feeling like they're on call all the time. And that's the problem with, with this homeworking is that, you know, even, even, you know, even though it's in a different room for me, I still walk past my study a couple of times in the night and go, well, maybe I should just check my email or maybe I should send something or maybe I should just work one more hour on that document that I'm working on. So you're never really breaking. Whereas when you were commuting and you're leaving your laptop in the office, when you get home, you get home. Nothing you can do about it. It's got to, got to wait until tomorrow. Um, so yeah, I can I can see where, like I said, it's not a simple solution. Definitely. Um, well, yeah, I think we can tie it up there. Um, a good discussion on burnout and definitely an area I think we'll keep seeing companies take different approaches uh, to try to solve this this you know, 90% problem. Yeah, no, definitely. Definitely. Thanks. Heather. Good to chat. Okay. Nice talking to you, Ryan. You Cheers. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Heather Bicknell is our producer and editor. 
Thank you, Heather, for your hard work on this episode. Please subscribe to the series and rate us on iTunes or the Google Play Store. Follow us on Twitter at the DWW Podcast. The show notes and transcripts will be available on the website, www.digitalworkspace.works. Please also visit our website, www.digitalworkspace.works, and subscribe to our newsletter. And lastly, if you found this episode useful, please share with your friends or colleagues. 